let's get into it. Let's get into it and get out of it eventually. Eventually in like an hour. Yeah, basically like what we did today at the gym. In and out, like a robbery? Yeah. And then I stayed a little bit longer. Working out, working out your chest? Yeah, how are you liking it? So we've been working out consecutively for two months now? Two months, yeah. Two months. And I told you when we started the podcast last year, I was like, Sonny, we got to train together. Because I was like, I want to get to a point where we're able to communicate without speaking. So we're, we're like that now in the gym. Yeah. We can just look at each other. We know what the other person is thinking. Yeah. If I'm like, we're going to go do abs, I just hit my stomach. And you're like, I, why do I need to say words? Yeah. Right. So like, and I realized, okay, the more we do that, the better in sync we're going to get. We can function as a unit. And then we can come and show up to this podcast as a unit. Whereas, of course, there's that little bit of a, um, there's that like incubation period where we're just kind of getting in sync with each other's rhythms harmonies ideas thoughts philosophies on life and understanding how the other person um you know thinks yeah really and then yeah i think i think we're we're off to a good start because it's like to come to this podcast isn't just oh let's just sit down and chit chat it's what are we doing outside of it to uh better our relationship as friends so that when we do show up there's not a lot of just kind of like random conversations. Yeah. yeah. It's like geared towards something. Whereas before I think we did have a little bit of those random ones. We just meet each other, have these random conversations and then like go separate ways and not see each other for a couple of days and whatnot. And now we see each other every single day. Yeah. See each other on the weekends. Like we definitely work at one or two if we miss like some specific days. Yeah. Five days a week, man. Yeah. Minimum. Five days a week. And obviously we're looking at now, like we can tell that rest is needed and proper rest too, because we've been going pretty hard, but there's reasons for that too, right? Like you're going to Mexico within like five, six days yeah. now. And then I have nobody at home. I'm all alone right now. Everybody's you need to team. fill up your yeah. time. So I'm like, you know what? This is my chance to kind of go hard too. And then once like, you know, every the family's back too, then I can kind of like get back to where we were kind of doing it. Yeah. And not have to go as hard. Yes. Yeah. But even before Christmas, we were in the gym and I told you, I'm like, look at the numbers of the people in the gym now, even before Christmas. Yeah. And it, there was dwindling. It kept getting cut in half. And, you know, you, you see the big influx of people coming in January 1st, but before we were training before Christmas. Yeah. We were training because like I was like, you know, it's a lifestyle thing. If I ever want to show anybody anything in the wellness world, I'm like, it literally is a lifestyle. And when we're in the gym, like I'm not teaching you really much any of anything. Yeah. I'm like, look, we're, we're, we're partners in the gym. Uh, it's an, it's an energetic exchange. I'm going to show up. You're going to show up and we know it's go time. We don't really chit chat. We'll chit chat after, yeah. but we kind of have that, um, we have that buddy buddy system where you're going to do a set then I'm going to do a set and we're just going to keep the momentum going that way, push each other, help each other out with our supersets. And it's an energy thing. We're feeding off of each other's energy. And I started to think to him like, man, I think everybody over intellectualizes what it takes to be feel physically, mentally and emotionally well, because yeah, we look at some reels here and there. We yeah. take little tips, but we're not overthinking it. We yeah. see something, we're like, oh, let's just try it out. Yeah. Let's experiment. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like heads down. Let's bang out these sets and let's feed off of each other's energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think feeding off each other's energy helps a lot because I know a lot, a tons of people that work out by themselves. So now you have to almost feed off your own energy. 
So you have to have a specific energy that's coming to the gym, that's at the house, that's at work. And coming to the gym with a bad energy sometimes, like you can grind it out and turn that energy around. But sometimes it's hard because you're there by yourself. You're like trying to motivate yourself. You have really no clue of where you're kind of headed. You're like, hey, just bicep day. I'm just going to crank out a few bicep workouts. Whereas like with us, like me changing from working out at home to working out with you, having a buddy, having somebody that's going to help me with spot, somebody that's actually kind of leading a workout. And then the kind of before and after that yeah. workout too matter. I don't think a lot of people, like I'll see people come in and stretch maybe quickly, not take too long. And then after I see them, you just throw a jacket on, grab your bag and they just walk out of the gym. Yeah. And you know, there's the accountability piece too. So it's like now we hold each other accountable because even before you came along, I was working out by myself for years. I'd have other buddies who'd be like, yeah, I want to work out and they come work out, but it's not consistent. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, whoever's going to, you know, stick is going to stick. And then, but I have to think back to when I started working out, my dad took me to the gym. He took me to MRC the first time when I was like in grade 11, 10. And I remember going there, I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill. <laughs> That's literally all I did. And then I remember, okay, I didn't really learn how to uh, uh, grind in the gym until it was my buddy Rob. Because like my older brother, I loved him so much. He literally, he's doing, he, he showed me a way of working out without talking which is what I do with you in the gym. I'm literally, I use whatever, anything you see me doing in my foundation, it comes from Rob and Rob would, we'd go to the gym and it'd be heads down. I would just follow him. We wouldn't really like, you know, even if the form wasn't all the way on, that's okay. We are getting through the workouts. We're pushing ourselves. I mean, the form's not terrible, but I really, we're really focusing on just, okay, your, your turn is, your turn is over. Now it's my turn and back and forth. And then, so I would just mimic what he was doing. I didn't have to ask him. I would just kind of watch him. And I think that we are visual learners as well. Like I can visually look, I remember visually seeing what he was doing and being able to replicate that. And then uh, eventually over time, like I started doing that, like years later, I started doing that. I'd see people in the gym doing some, what I would think is like, well, that's some funky shit. And then I would do it. I'd be like, fuck, this is dope. Yeah. And that's what we're doing now. That's what I love having you about it. It's like, cause I'm not really like, it's like, I'm not really training you. I'm just like, we're there and we're feeding off of each other's energy. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you're bringing forth your own energy. I'm not really, there's no game plan. I didn't, I'm like, oh yeah, Sonny, let's weigh you. Let's fucking measure you. Let's do some measurements. Like, fuck, that's not my style, man. I'm like, no man, let's, let's, let's do cardio. Let's warm up before. Let's, let's do our strength training. Let's do some abs. Let's do some meditation, some stretching, some breath work. Let's go hit the treadmill after. I like the little uh, workout that you incorporated. Let's walk uh, backwards. But I'm like, bro, I'm like, if, if I came in there with the mentality that I had to train you, I wouldn't be open to all the things that you're suggesting and doing either. So it's like, I think, I think sometimes we take this a little bit too seriously. Yeah. And now it's like we're having fun with it. Whereas, so tomorrow we're going to go play ball. We already played ball earlier this week. And we get to mix it up. And we've, we played pickleball a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And we're just like, it's just like being um, a kid on a playground and not being afraid to just try all the different uh, group fitness activities, take advantage of what's at the gym and mix it up so we don't get complacent and bored. Yeah. And so, yeah, shit's fun when you have a workout partner because it's, it's, it's but it's also, like you said, the solitude thing. I did. I, I do that. I always refer back to that, but that's like, uh, that is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think you kind of have to do a little bit of both. 
But I think uh, getting accustomed to one is usually the issue. If you just get stuck on one that, hey, I have better, better workouts when I'm by myself. It's yeah. like, no, you don't. You might have a great workout by yourself. Like your consistency is good. Your form's good. You're doing the workout. Yeah. But you'll never kind of up your workout level yeah. unless you have that person there. Because like how you kind of said, you have to get over that fear. And sometimes like a heavier weight, it's fear. Like you're like, yo, how am I going to do that myself? Like I could hurt myself. Yeah. I don't want to look like a quick spot goes a long way, especially in the beginning and towards the end. Yeah. And I think that was like the part that I've kind of seen with other people is a lot of people just always trying to like argue one or the other is better. Yeah. You definitely need both because you have to learn how to be your, by yourself yeah. too and get in your own head. Like when we finished our workout today, yeah. I just went there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do just a few like deep stretch, uh, ch- uh, deep stretch chest workouts. Yeah. I'll just do them by myself and kind of just like threw the music on. I wasn't even looking or. No, not pain. Yeah, it is. It's like, uh, it's like recess. Remember when you used to go and play recess? Yeah. We didn't have a rhyme or reason. The gym can be like that too. It doesn't have to be all structured. Yeah. Like you can mix it up. You can take a look at what somebody's doing and be like, I'm going to do that right after. Yeah. I've literally gone up to men and women. I'll be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And what is that? And, and what is that mainly working out? And then I'll just try it. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, but I've gone through slumps. I've gone through slumps where it's like maintenance. Like I'll be just going to the gym for, because primarily it's how I, uh, how I want to feel. Yeah. So I've always done it first and foremost with how I want to feel. Uh, maybe when I was younger, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to build my body uh, up and look good. And there's that component to it. It's not, but it's not, primary motivation it's nice it's there yeah it does inspire me too to keep pushing when i do see changes in my physical appearance but primarily it's for how i feel yeah and i know that if i continue to um you know like i was like i said when i was in a slump it's it, it was partly because i'd just be going to the gym just to maintain and I just keep a kind of a baseline. I mean, there's good in that. But really, if I look back and I ask myself what was preventing me from uh, pushing it further, it was the fun component. It was having fun with it. Yeah. It was just getting to a place where I was just like, no, I have to go to the gym because if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to feel my best. But I don't want to I don't want to operate like that. I don't want to I don't want to be afraid of not going to the gym. Yeah. I don't want to be afraid to miss a workout. I don't want to be afraid like. It is a it is a lifestyle, but I want to do it because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the feeling, but I don't want to be afraid yeah. to not to miss a workout. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like that girl today at the gym. Yeah. She was talking about like she's having these like kind of pain, a little issues, but she still wants to train because yeah. she has a goal of like yeah, she's going on a losing weight, whatever yeah. it is. But I think people need to like sometimes take that into consideration. Like that rest is needed, the massages, all these side things that if you are working out. There's sometimes other components. Your cool down game. Stop you. Yeah, your rest game has to be good. And then, yeah, like you have to feel like you're ready to work out, like feel good to work out. Like I want to go there and have a good workout. Yeah. Then I just need to go there because that's usually where like you see injuries and these kind of things happen because you're sluggish that day, right? Yeah. You just show up and you're just like throwing up random weights and then boom, you kind of like pull something and you're like, fuck, like why did I do that? Yeah, because you weren't mentally all mentally, there. You're not there. And 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 so but then I think as we get older, um what I do is so when I teach yoga, which is a very different version of Vic than the Vic you see in the gym. The Vic that you see in the gym, that guy's an animal. Yeah. That guy's just like, Okay, I'm gonna raise my heart rate. I'm just in a fight mode 
I'm just like pacing in between sets. I'm getting like, I'm just keeping my heart rate elevated. It's like cardio strength training. Like I'm just like, I'm like animalistic. It's just like, I tap into like some, the wild part of me and it is in itself a version of therapy for me. But also the older I've been getting, I've been coupling that with my cool down game, which is why I wanted to start teaching more of a, a slow down yoga practice with really longer holds in the pose, deeper stretches, breath work, meditation, primarily because I realized I want to hold myself accountable. And then so if I if I teach this class, it's going to force me to show up for my students, but also it's going to add that different it's going to feed that different part of me that I was neglected growing up. Um, you know, I think with a lot of us is it is a, a lot more difficult to slow down and work on ourselves when the pace isn't as quick. Because when we don't have the endorphins going, when you're in the gym, it's easy, hot yoga, fast yoga, working out quickly. Like we're addicted, we get addicted to the endorphin rush. Yeah. But the slow, chilled, calm exercises, practices like Tai Chi, uh, Yin Yoga, um, mindful meditation, all those types of practices, they help us. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no endorphins rushing through us when we're doing that. Yeah. We're producing another chemical. We're producing serotonin. Yeah. We're, we're balancing our mood. So that just takes a little bit of work and effort to do. And the more I do it, the more I find myself like, this is the way, this is what I, I need to keep coming back to this practice in order to maintain a certain threshold of kind of emotional stability. Yeah. Um, make sure my nervous system is functioning optimally. My heart uh, health is good. Like I'm able to switch in and out of uh, that active state to that restful state with my nervous system. I'm not overexerting myself it's like but it's funny i i had to learn the hard way like it's it's hard people i realize the more i started teaching people don't realize the state in which their nervous system is in they don't realize that they are in an active state when they don't need to be and that took me freaking more than half my life to understand like what was actually going on i just was never taught how or it was never importance to me, the cool down game, the cool down practices, the chill practices, the meditation, the, the, the bubble baths, yeah. the, the go out, walk in nature, the read, the really bring in, uh, as much of a calm practice as is neat. That's needed to offset some of the stress that we put on unconsciously, like we're not even thinking about it from being in an overactive state. Yeah. So yeah, it does like, that's what I always want to share and inspire others to do. Cause it, it keeps me going in that same direction is, you know, I think as we get older, we want to be graceful with the way that we live our life. We don't want to be, functioning the same way we did in our 20s in our teens and you can always have that opportunity to adopt a more graceful way of living like the the way that you interact with the world and 
to me, grace is a very, very strong way to live your life. It is stronger than living all jacked up on endorphins and, you know, all like you're living in a pep rally, like you got that pep rally mo like morale. Yeah. But it's like, no, grace is like, it's like when calm meets strength, when it's like your inner strength meets that calm and you are able to not slowly move through life, mindfully move through life at a medium pace. Yeah. And you're not, you're not rushing through the door. You're not driving faster than you need to. Nobody fucking needs to drive that much over the speed limit. Yeah. You know, everybody's always complaining, get out of the fucking fast lane. I'm going to, I'm fucking driving 150. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> like if you, if you just started your day off a little bit slower, you wouldn't need to be rushing to where you're going. Yeah. So it's not about you needing to rush. It's about the way you're interacting with your life in its totality from the moment you wake up to the moment you fall asleep. The conversations that you have, why are you talking so fast? Why are you eating so fast? Why do you even, are you even aware that it's not necessary for you to move that fast? I've seen students leave a yoga class coming in as calm as, I get them so calm, you know, almost put them to sleep, but then their conditioning kicks in and they're rushing out the door because it's like, oh, I got to go to the next thing. It's just like, well, you, what are you doing? You're ruining your... You, you're, you're, you're wasting that, that calm high. Yeah. You're wasting it. We, you were, you work so hard for that calm. And now that old conditioning kicks in and you're running out the door yeah. and you're blasting your music and you're, and you're uh, overstimulating your senses like, once again, but that's the culture in which we live in. We are programmed. We are conditioned to be full of stress. That, there's no other way you can, um, explain this, what people would call uh, a mental health pandemic yeah. without looking at the culture yeah. and the culture that we have nowadays from the music. It's not feel good music. It's fucking, <laughs> how can I make myself sound the coolest music? Yeah. It's not, you know, there's not that many feel good movies besides like Disney and Pixar. It's like, how can we make this the most shocking shit you've ever seen? Yeah. And it's, you know, the politicians, our, our political scene isn't feel good. There's no, like, nobody virtuous that you can look up to say, that that person makes me feel good. They just attack each other. Yeah. And the whole culture is not in its kind of feel good era where we once had that. Remember that shit growing up in, like, the 80s and 90s? Music made you feel good. Yeah. A trap music fuck is not making you feel good, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's not making, making you angry. It's making you like, angry. Usually it's anger or like pumped up for no reason. Amped up, amped adrenaline up through the roof. Yeah. yeah, like you're out there slanging shit. <laughs> it's it's like, like you're listening to words and to music, and those words aren't telling you anything positive. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's um. I have I had I was talking on the phone with a friend of mine yesterday, and she is hosting open mics out in Alberta, and. She is somebody that I really respect. And I remember she's a singer as well. And I used to run open mics with her. And we had this conversation last night about uh, she's finally coming into the space where she went through like this creative um, exploration of kind of going through like the dark age within yourself yeah. to come out the other end and feel good again and kind of feel good after you've reflected on all your experiences to this point. And... I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, me too. I'm in my feel-good era. I'm in that feel-good vibe. I've always been that person, but I've had to go through 
some, you know, dark, I've, I've been through the dark ages myself. I went through my own dark age. Um, and it's not bad. It's not good. It was just, they were just moments that were life's way of teaching me that it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And it's the only thing that's going to matter once the dark ages are done is that I still kept the heart I had before going into the dark ages. So now I'm like, fuck, you know what it's all about, Sonny? It's about making people feel good. Yeah. It's like once you feel good, what can we do to make others feel good and make this a feel good era? Because there are many factors that are going to make people not feel good right now. Economical, environmental, uh, societal, you know, their own family, uh, their own history their thoughts of what their future is going to look like. So my God, like it's like, what can we do to bring back the feel good era? And I think that's what we can do with this podcast, the way, um, and even before that, like kind of just the way we show up for everybody, you know, it's like, what can we do first and foremost? I think we start with ourselves. How are we going to feel good so that we can help others feel good? Cause you can't, Man, I've been there trying to make others feel good when you don't feel good. Yeah. That shit is hard as fuck. Actually, <laughs> yeah. like, think about people that, like, you know, are married or together and, like, you know, you have two people that get one could be having a bad day, one could be having a good day, and you're trying to work it out, or if both are having a bad day, yeah. you're trying to, you know, like, help your significant other, whoever it is, like, how much yeah. energy it can sometimes take living with somebody and, you know, both people are kind of in a negative mood. It's so much harder to kind of amp that person up because you have nothing in yourself right now to kind of lift yourself up. Yeah. And you're giving away any energy that you should have kind of put in yourself first and then you can give. We sometimes want to just give, give, give. But that we got to think about ourselves too, right? That's kind yeah. of what a lot of this podcast is that is it's kind of about yourself first that you want to get yourself right. You want to get yourself in this feel good kind of era of your life and then you can help others kind of feel good and do work or whatever it is that's gonna yeah. make you also feel good but try yeah. to make the people around you yeah feel good yeah like anytime i've done an, a mental health initiative i've done it sometimes where i've done it like i'm like oh fuck if i don't do this so many people are gonna be fucked like we got to do this like like with fight energy yeah right and then um that made me burn out and I, and I realized, man, I, I couldn't, I can't keep doing what I'm doing in mental health to help others if I keep burning out because I keep thinking I need to bring forth this type of energy. Like I need to fight for something. Yeah. I need to fight against the cause. Oh, one of my favorite terms that people use when I was really starting to work in mental health was like when I started to connect with like uh, nonprofits and people that work in charity is like they like to call them, a lot of them like to call themselves disruptors. Why are you disrupting, man? <laughs> what do you, why are you, why do you got to call yourself yeah. a disruptor? What about being a harmonizer? What about harmonizing the communities? What about harmonizing? Why, why, why do we always got to take a look at what's wrong and dissect it and be like, well, fucking this is what's wrong. So we got to create something counter to that. And it's like, I don't want to be doing something out of spite. I don't want to be doing good because i see something bad over here i want to be doing good just because it's my nature to do so you don't necessarily have to go and fight causes yeah you can just create change and leave it at that and i think that's what i got caught up a lot in which was take draining a lot of my battery which was feeling so trapped inside and so lonely and isolated to want to do all these 
you know, I go from doing like 40 events a month, which were primarily free, most of them, and like draining all my resources financially, mentally, emotionally, energetically, because I'm like, man, I'm doing a good thing. Like, what else am I doing? And like kind of disregarding my own well-being. Um, and it just didn't lead to the space where I could feel like I felt accomplished. And it's not sustainable. And and it's and it's like, you know, you take a look at other initiatives with people who are I would say very aggressive in their approach and very vocally aggressive with what they feel is wrong with the world. And so they'll be like, well, fuck this person because they're littering. So you're killing the fucking planet. And it's just like, who do you think is going to respond to that? Like, in, in a, like, what are you trying to accomplish by attacking somebody else? What are you trying to accomplish by attacking somebody because they messed up your pronouns? You're, you're getting angry at them. But what if they didn't do it intentionally? And what about, you know, the other side of that? People who are getting so upset with people who do want to have pronouns. It's like, fucking live and let live, man. Yeah. It's like, what is everybody so angry about? They're just angry that people are doing things differently than them. Yeah. They're angry that people are not behaving or interacting in the way that they want them to. So there's a sense of control there, which is like, you can't control the world. Fuck it, did it take me a long time? You can't control anything outside of yourself. So I'm like, the more I started to realize that, not just say that, because you could say that, you hear that kind of knowledge and you're like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, it's true, but it takes a while for it to sink in. And then once it sinks in, you're like, okay, I still want to be, I want to be a do-gooder. It's like, I don't even want to be. It's just like my, it's who I am. Yeah. So but how can I do that in this space that we're in right now with, 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 uh, with our country, with our planet? Uh, I can just remain to feel good, like do what we're doing, yeah. stay in that zone, let go of kind of what I thought I needed to be doing, like go to the root cause of why I'm working in mental health and remove the fact that, oh, I went through my own shit growing up. I, and But honestly, if I didn't go through that stuff, I'd still be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'd still figure out a way to help people, like just help in general, like just do something good. So it wasn't really that, man. I could have like, I didn't need to go to the psych ward to just come out of it the other end and be like, oh, I want to do something good in this field because of what had happened to me. It's like, no, I just, I was going to do something good regardless, you know, and I don't have to do it because I think I hear everybody's talking, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, it's definitely needed right now. I'm like, yeah, but no, I don't want to do it because I feel like I, I have to anymore. I just want to do good because I want to. It's very, it took me a very long time to come to this space. You know, when you're doing, we've talked about Seba. We talk about Seba a lot, right? Yeah. When you do Seba, and if you don't know what Seba is, Seba just means selfless service. It's it's selfless service. Um, and it just means that you're going to do good without the expectation of a return. And so now I think I've gone into a space where I don't even think about doing the seva. I'm just doing what I'm doing. And naturally people are like, oh, you're so, thank you. And I'm like, you're welcome. I was going to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to do it. I'm not really like, it's not really like um, something I overthink anymore. It was like that meme I sent you, the gym one where the guy uh, looks at Batman. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, for your gym, bro, for taking your we're taking your friend to the gym for the first time. It's that yeah. scene with Batman's on the roof with uh, Commissioner Gordon in the first yeah. Batman yeah. with Christopher Nolan, and he's like, uh, he's like, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever got the chance to thank you. And he's yeah. just thanking him for taking him to the gym. Yeah. And then Batman's like, and you'll never have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll never you never have to thank. You don't need awards, man. We don't need awards yeah. for doing good. We don't need praise. We don't need thanks. Uh, it's like there's so many people that are out there that are just doing good, but they're not they're not they're not desperate to get an accolade or uh, attention for it. And I used to think I needed to measure how much i did because it was part of the business side of it like the marketing side of it oh i need to measure i need to say how many people i've worked with i need to say what i've done and in in some cases it has helped with some contracts that i've got especially working with the government and mental with for mental health workshops but other than that like i don't think people really even dig too deep into like my history when i'm working with them they're just like they if they vibe with me they're like i like this guy's vibe let's go let's go fuck around and find out that's it it's just like all right and so i'm i think yeah i think overall to kind of sum up the last little bit of what i've been trying to say here is i am feeling very good about what i'm doing um i'm feeling very grateful i'm very grateful for you i'm bringing uh feeling grateful for the people in my life right now who are also who i see are do-gooders and they aren't really necessarily aware of how much good that they do those are my favorite people the ones who are just like it's not their job title they're just like they will always share with you if they have food they're just going to share their attention they're going to share their advice they're going to share everything that they have because they just want to do good from the goodness of their own heart and i have a lot of people around me like that and i feel very blessed and i'm in a very good space um where i know that no matter what i do with this what we call like our akagi our life's purpose I know I'm going to enjoy it a lot more than I did the past four or five years of doing it. There was fucking man. There was no, I don't know how much joy I had in that. I don't know. I don't, I can't say I did. <laughs> it felt like a fucking big job facilitating all those groups and working with everybody. And then be like, Oh, you're doing a good job. I didn't receive their thanks. I couldn't receive it. Cause my system was overstimulated. Yeah. I was just like, I was not in a space to even receive anybody's thanks or, or feel good about what it is I was doing. I was just like, I was in survival mode. Yeah. And you can do this. I, I realize now you can be a do-gooder without getting angry or, and without being inspired by what it is you think is wrong in the world. And just do what you can based on your skill set or what you feel passionate about. Um, yeah. So I think even doing stuff that you can do, you can end up impressing yourself. Like say you go to the gym. Just that, I think just because we started talking about it, I think that's like one of the main things a lot more people even listening and in general, they should be going to the gym because I think people that 
just think that they're not going to have a good time there or it's not worth it, blah, 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 whatever it is. Once you get there, you'll impress yourself. You know, you'll impress yourself on, look what I'm able to do. I made it here. Yeah, that first week or two is going to be a pain in the ass because you're going to be sore. And then once you get over that hump and you can continuously keep working out, keep a good diet as much as you can, I think you're going to impress yourself. And that's going to ignite something in your head that, you know what, like little accomplishments can go a long way these days. Because how you just kind of said earlier, like there's so much negativity out there, right? Like so much stuff that's going on that just doing little things for yourself is going to be so beneficial. And I think, I think that's one of our main topics on this podcast, at least this episode is the gym. The gym, gym's huge. We talked about it before us working out and like it never happened. And then the moment it did happen in like start of November to now, like how much it's actually changed even my life, like how much I think about it, care about it, how better I feel, you know, you'll just- I can see how better you feel even after, like how good you feel after. Yeah, and like now, you know, you'll shower and walk by the mirror and you'll catch yourself like, (laughs) oh, where did this muscle- Well, who's that? Who's that? Who's trapped? (laughs) What's going on here? And then you feel better. You're impressing yourself. But you feel strong. Feeling strong is good for your well-being. Feeling just strong. Looking kind of, I, I, I can't say like, good or anything like yeah. cause looking good is different for everybody it's for i think just looking better like seeing a physique that like you're actually impressed by yourself yeah that you know what like i that's me i did that i yeah. put the dedication in i changed my diet i hit the gym i'm getting my rest i'm not staying up super late on my phone or yeah. anything like that all these little things add up yeah and then you see it yourself but then it's the best when people around you yeah. see it isn't it isn't it weird we have to like this is like primal shit like, yeah you know like we were supposed to move every yeah, day. It was like a normal thing. It's like a normal day. day. Everybody used to be we're more moved. jacked and ripped. Yeah. And just kind of have a better physique overall. There wasn't as many yeah. people. And then obviously once like fast food and TV really took off and all internet and all these things, people are just like, yo, why do I need Bro, to Bro, you know how <laughs> fucking confused everybody is about what to eat? Yeah. Okay. So that's another thing I wanted to like just ask a couple questions since we were on yeah. the gym topic, health topic right now. Yeah. It's like what are things like supplement wise? that you take now or added on, you know, kind of went through your phases. Cause a lot of people take so many different supplements and they're downs, but what are you at right now that you've seen that you've gotten the best like peak levels? Okay. So because of like its function. So what it's, what I use it for, um, if we're talking the gym, creatine, all this number one, like I, uh, Oh, that's the only supplement that I'll take. Um, besides like a protein shake for the gym. And that's it. Um, so creatine, protein shake. I don't overthink it. Like I'm eating less carbs, but I still take a vegan protein shake. Um, and it just interacts with my stomach a little bit better. Um, and yeah, so that's creatine um, is one. I take magnesium bisglycinate for sleep in the evening. Um, and that really works very well for me. And I've known it works really well for a lot of people. Like you don't have to be a nutritionist. Or, um, you know, a naturopath in order for you to understand, like, the basic um, vitamins and supplements that you could be taking to better your well-being. So, creatine for strength, mood, um, and recovery. I take uh, the magnesium bisglycinate for sleep, just to help me pass out. Um, I take a multivitamin. So, it's... uh, it's just a natural multivitamin. I have a lot of di- different vegetables. I'll grind it up. Um, and I take uh, vitamin D. I take my vitamin D. I take 
vitamin K2. Um, and that is for my, my, my muscles as well. Um, vitamin D is for my mood. So I'm not getting the sunlight. Like we are in January. I'm taking copious amounts of vitamin D, um, every day. And that, and I'm trying to think of what else I use. I used to experiment with a lot of stuff, but I found for myself, I just keep it to the basics like that. I'm good. Um, B12, uh, a B complex is what I take for my mental well-being because your brain needs good B vitamins like on a regular basis. So I take a good um, uh, uh, B complex. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. If something else pops up, I'll let you know. But for the most part, it just depends on what it is. And specifically for the topic of, of the gym, right? Let's just leave it at creatine. Honestly, man, like, I don't think I go, I've never, I've tried, I remember going in the past, like the BCAAs, I don't really need BCAAs. And those, remember like Animal Stacks? Yeah. The other ones? Yeah, just so pills. much. Like Bro, pills you rem do you remember um, uh, Hydroxycut? Yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to take that when I was like 20, I was like, all right, because, because, it's all the marketing. Yeah, it is. And I'm I'm very turned off about marketing. The way that things are marketed. Even if a so um a naturopath, some naturopaths will tell you, Oh, look at the pharmaceutical companies. They're all out there to like, you know, sell. It's like a pyramid scheme for them. Like, you know, they're just gonna keep selling you, selling you without even diagnosing the root. That's cool, but so do some naturopaths. Yeah. They're just like, Okay, we'll take this beetroot powder, take this, take that. It's like we can't fucking take all these things, man. You're not going to be able to long list of things that a naturopath will say to do instead of doing what was on the pharmaceutical side of things. It's just like sometimes they feel like they're the same person. Yeah. It's just like they think they're natural and holistic over here, but they're like, well, you are going to be better off if you take these, if you eat this uh, supplement, if you take this and you and and you take this essential oil. And I'm like. Yo, fuck, man! I can't keep up with all this. There's like, too much. Stuff there's there. too much, and people aren't doing their own research. Which now we have so much information that you should be able to at least go out there, whatever product you're thinking of. Yeah, you're gonna get reviews. You're gonna get people and look at reviews that aren't like you know the newest reviews. Yeah, you want to look at some of the older reviews. Yeah, somebody that's taken whatever product is yeah. for a couple of months. Like even for myself, like I've been through a lot of different products just to get those multivitamins, yeah. get the stuff that you need for the gym. Yeah. And I've came to AG1 and I've been preaching that just because I've taken other kind of... It's convenient too. Like you get everything. Convenient. You get your prebiotic, probiotic. Everything you get, is, I think everything except the vitamin D, but you take that separately. Yeah. Yeah. There's like maybe, yeah, like two, three things that you're definitely probably still going to have to supplement yourself. Yeah. But in one packet every single morning on an empty stomach, like it does wonders. Like yeah. that and bone broth for me that have yeah. been the two game changers. Yeah. Because then I'm drinking a little bit less coffee. Yeah. Which I like because then I don't get any crashes, these random jitter yeah. jitteriness. And then if I do have that bone broth in the mornings, yeah. those same days say it's like it's going to be a hard work day where I know I'm going to be on the computer a lot, a lot of work I want to do late. Then I can have a coffee a little bit later in the day, like 11 or 12 or something. Yeah. And just take that in to kind of help supplement that day. But bone broth has been a game changer in that AG1. Definitely. I've just seen yeah. that mood elevations have been better. Yeah. Just recovery. Like after yeah. our kind of workouts, they're not, they're the not easiest to recover from. Um, that's why we've been doing the stretching. Um, the Even before that. So we talked about like, okay, so like you can 
because of the way that it's marketed, you are being sold 24-7. Okay, a lot of people that are out there that are very loud about what they works for them, they are selling. So they have to be loud about it because it's, well, they think they have to be loud about it because it's 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 a way for them uh, to provide for themselves. Yeah. So it's a way for them to earn money. Of course, they're going to be loud about it. Of course, um, you know, you know, people that really love yoga and 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 uh, find its benefits are going to be loud about it. You know, even if they're not selling it, because they feel those effects, yeah. so they they want to share that and they want to help people. Of course, anybody's doing anything that they feel that is going to better with them, they're going to be loud about it. And so, what that does is it throws out a lot of noise out into the world of what to do and what not to do. And you can't do everything that you hear. You can't take all the supplements all the time. Every single supplement in the workout game, like how are you going to take all those supplements? And so, and, and, and even with uh, going to, you know, going down the holistic route with what you think, uh, what the naturopath would tell you to do. You cannot, man. If you are good for you, I don't got time to fucking take a thousand fucking pills a day and look at all this shit and time it and do take these during the AM and this and the PM. There's got to be a different way. And there is, you know, what's helped me maintain my endurance, my cardiovascular well-being, my physical strength, just my, my ability to show up in the gym my mental fortitude, my mental quickness, my sharpness, uh, my calm. It's the way I live my life. And there are some fundamentals that you cannot ever, ever look past. The amount of water I drink in a day, holy fuck. I cannot begin to tell you how much better I started to feel once I started to drink more water. I remember in my early 20s, I was not doing anything for my health. And I worked at a telemarketing firm and they had all they had all the water coolers around. I'm like, fuck, I'm not really good at this telemarketing thing. I'm just like making these calls. But like, what can I do? I'm like, OK, might as well just pretend to go to the cooler again and fill up my water. But I remember kind of just like drinking my water. And then like within a few weeks, I was like, fuck, I feel so much better. Yeah. Instantly. Oh, OK. So water. OK, what else? Man, we're fucking plants, sonny. Yeah, like OK, water, oh, like, photosynthesis. OK, I, I just spent water. hundred bucks on this Yeti bottle. Just good. I was like, you know what? I know I'm getting two liters each yeah. time, so I finish one of these. My number one accessory, and then one at home. Bro, I bring my water. Liters. I bring my water bottle with me everywhere, yeah. Yeah. and like so, water. Okay, we need sunlight, man. No. You need to get out there. You need to. You need to get your um, circadian rhythm in check. You for, if you don't know what you're saying about sunlight, is what? Because I have the chameleon here. Yeah. And whenever I watch him, he'll like sometimes go to the uh, where's that one side where the window is. Yeah. And if you look at him, he's got. One side that's not facing the sun, it's yeah. all colorful. It's like blue, green, all these crazy colors. Yeah. And then when you walk over to the other side, it's like this dark brownish gray, like not much color because he's taking in the sun. Yeah. So when the sun interacts with his skin, he's like taking it up, is letting him heat up or do something. He's like two different colors right now. One side's a colorful side and one's a dark yeah. side, but he's getting the rays that are coming in. Look how people, you know, they'll go outside Right now they're like, oh, it's gloomy, but fuck, there's still light out there. Yeah. Even though it's right not, even there. even even though it's not the light that you want, yeah. and it's not warm, it's really the temperature. Yeah. Even though it's not how as warm as you want it to be, doesn't mean that that's not beneficial for your circadian rhythm yeah. because you have you have this rhythm inside of you to tell you how to function during the day, when to release your melatonin at night so you can fall asleep. If that shit's out of whack. Your melatonin's going off at like fucking two o'clock in the afternoon, man. And it's like, okay, time to go to bed now. It's like, no, man. I noticed even like last month, I was I was having um I was having issues falling asleep, and I knew I wasn't gonna go 
too wild into like researching and trying to figure it out. I'm like, Vic, it's just the basics, man. You're not getting out enough. Yeah. You're not going outside enough. You're not exposing yourself uh, to enough natural light to tell your mind, not your, just your mind, your entire body that, hey, Vic, it's this time of the day. So we need you to function this way. Um, oh, oh, now it's now it's getting towards the evening time. We need you to start to power down. We need you to just, just bring out those other chemicals inside of you, like yeah. your melatonin. That's gonna help you relax. My shit's out of whack. I remember a month ago, I'm like, I didn't fucking. I'm like, why am I fucking so tired in the afternoon? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It's because my fucking. It's the, it's the light. We're losing a lot of the light. Yeah. It's like so. Those little basic things: water, getting out, getting some light every day. Like even if it's just like throughout the span of the day, like. Obviously, getting it first thing in the morning is really good for you. Yeah. Getting it right into your eyes so you can absorb the light. Um, shout out to Huberman. Anybody listen to Huberman podcasts? Yeah. Freaking OG. Yeah. Thank you, Huberman. But guess what? Gazing into the sun's been around since yoga. Yeah. This shit's been around. Yoga's older than Canada. It, I used to, I, it used to be said he, more often. Yeah, it needs to be said. Yeah. People, well, they, people would look at like a lot of these spiritual. They're like, oh, it's too spiritual. It's too hokey. It's just shut the fuck. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? Because it's said differently, because a neuroscientist says it, like now you believe it because it's been peer reviewed and studied. Yeah. Man, we've been doing this shit in, in India for a long time. It's called sun gazing. You wake up in the beginning, the first thing in the morning, where the UV rays are the lowest, right on sunrise, and you put your feet on the earth and you stare at the sun. I did that when I did my yoga teacher training. Bro, my whole everything was functioning like a fucking machine bowels were running perfectly sleep was impeccable energy was always there because of the way i was interacting with my day yeah. you know so sunlight water um there there are there and, and beyond the pills beyond the, okay i could take these supplements okay what's gonna make you feel good water sunlight connection yeah. you need to be able to find community or connection friends family on a regular basis where you can just be yourself and connect authentically as who you are so that it can feed a uh, integral part of your well-being that makes you feel good so the connection the water the sunlight man beyond and that and sleep and some really good food 80 20 80 is good 20 percent is garbage if you stick to that and you don't feel like you need to do more than that then you're going to importance that and that's going to be top notch. Like it's going to be top notch. You're going to really importance it. You're going to be getting your sunlight. You're going to be drinking your water. You're going to be getting um, that, that the good connection with your friends or your family. Um, you're going to be importancing your sleep. And then everything else is just kind of like, it's, it's like, it can, it's going to help. Like the vitamins, they do help the supplements, they do help, but nothing helps more than what I've just mentioned nothing those are your pillars your foundation um but it's it's free so why would yeah. ooh, who's gonna be loud about that what's there to gain from it i can't sell you sleep bro yeah i can't sell you sunlight i'm not fucking mr burns yeah <laughs> i'm not trying to steal the sun and sell it to you <laughs> i can't sell you the things that are free that are actually the best and most beneficial for you yeah so that's why sometimes it looks like they take a backseat to everything especially with influencers on social media where like, I got to figure out a new way of helping people get better. Yeah. You know, like fucking sometimes I've seen people in the wellness industry, man, they just go off the charts. 
they're like, let's just go sun our buttholes. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I'm sure it does something, but like, you gotta sign up things. You gotta sign up, but like, or drink your own urine and shit like that. that like, a little iffy. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, somebody on a podcast say that. Too. Yeah, but like, there are extremes, and and there are extremes, like extremes in the non, in the in the in the, in the traditional realm, the non-traditional realm. You don't have to go to the extremes. And you know what's funny is I've been in the most extreme situation for my mental health. And it wasn't anything other than the common ground of the fundamentals that brought me back. Not the extreme measures that people take on either side. Medium. I'm fucking just medium. A medium approach. And if you do that day by day, that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. But it's hard, right? It's hard to, it's hard to believe that. It's hard to believe that when you want something to like expedite the process to quicken it yeah. when it's like oh if, if you take this pill or if you do this practice it's going to speed it all the way up it's like yeah i mean there are there are tools um that can help you you know there are meditations and things that can help you with that are kind of similar to sleep when you don't get good sleep there are all these different tools and um you know supplements that can help you know i take the magnesium it really does help with uh, a good sleep at night but I mean, I'm telling you, I don't need the magnesium if I'm getting, if, if my, if my lifestyle's on point, if I'm like, get my feet on the earth, um, on a regular basis, if I'm staring into the sun, I'm doing my sun gazing just before well, at sunrise and just before it sets. If I'm doing these things, man, like, and I just take an importance, the time to get all my water in and everything else is tip top. I don't really need much beyond that. Cause there's small things that we really need. And I think you're right. Like you'll see some of these non-traditional traditional people just kind of go to the extremes and find like new ways always to but shock what's well, like shocking the basic ways that yeah. kind of everybody can use right like yeah. how many people can honestly like sun gaze their assholes into the- <laughs> like, we can't like not everybody's gonna go and just do that but the basics i think we'll start doing the like content on that too just basic stuff you we'll do that yeah types of walks whatever what to put in your water. water yeah put in your water because you know basic normal water is not the best thing for you anymore. no you're just taxing your kidneys you know you're just i think we can create this kind of content to just like put out there put the basics out we don't have to go out of the way and find these like crazy ways to like make yourself feel better that might change your life we're not even looking at changing somebody's life it's just making the life that you already have practice not much i like i like i like being practical i'm 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 like i'm practical with my spirituality yeah I'm practical with uh, the way I interact. I do enjoy like retreats and different workshops, but for me, that's fun. It's not necessary. It's just, it adds like flavor to this dish called life. It's not like I need to go and do mushrooms in the forest. I fucking, that shit's fun, man. That shit once in a while, we we go do mushrooms, we go on a little vision quest. That's fun. Like, but, I could get I could get that without the fucking mushrooms. I promise you. I've done it before many times in my life yeah. when I've hit roadblocks, you know, and I didn't need the medication. I don't need medication and I don't need mushrooms. Yeah. I don't need antidepressants. I don't need ayahuasca. I, I, I need to just be in uh, a good steady state of living with good water, sunlight, good connection with people, bring my bring get my organs functioning properly get my body into a state of homeostasis like that's when i'm fucking i'm just chill i I can do i can i can do anything i can i can be anything i want to be i can 
I can live the life I want to live and and more more so than just um, uh, thriving and trying to accomplish, I'm content. And when I'm content, man, that's sustainable. Yeah. And that's where it's like, that's why I like the idea of you saying that. Yeah, let's make that content. Let's make the content of the practical ways to better, not just better yourself, but just to just to feel good, to come into like a feel good era because we just want to feel good. And I think it's like you have influencers who do these things to shock you. And, you know, of course, you look at them and they're like, well, these people have fucking crazy results. You know, I could fucking I could lie to people, too. I could be like, follow my chest workout. I'll give you the fucking biggest chest on the planet. Follow what I'm taking from my hair, my supplements I'm taking from my hair. And I'll get your hair fucking like just like mine. I bet you I'd fucking sell so much, man. I could fucking I could swindle like them, too. But no, man, this is genes. This is genetics. With my chest, uh, we people, I got guys are like, oh, you have fucking such a huge chest. I'm like, I think I just, mm, fat would just grow there when I was a child. Yeah. It would just, it was just a genetic thing. Yeah. And then just beyond the genetics, good work ethic in the gym. Without the two, I don't have the chest I have. Yeah. This hair, fuck, it's from my mom and my dad or from their grand, or from their mom and their dad. It's just like, I didn't really do much other than, you know, put a little bit of coconut oil here and there and it just grows that way. But like, I think, a lot of people don't realize with a lot of people that are out there influencing them in the wellness game, um, what it is that they actually are doing, what is kind of natural for them. Um, here's one example. It's something that's been on my mind quite a bit with yoga is I was born uh, with quite a bit of flexibility. I took Taekwondo when I was little and then I started stretching in Taekwondo at the beginning of every class. And I very quickly found out I can do the fucking splits. Asked my friends and my family. They're like, yeah, Vicky. That's my family. Everybody calls me Vicky. Vicky's very flexible. Vicky can put his fucking legs behind his head. Well, my body was just kind of like that way. And I just kept up with it. Yes, there's upkeep, right? You don't just get it. If you don't use it, you lose it, which I did for a long time. But I've always had a good basis of flexibility. So then when I'm doing yoga, a lot of people are like, fuck, it'll take me years to get you where you're at. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't compare you to me because I have a bit of an advantage from when I took Taekwondo when I was younger. Whereas if you see influencers in yoga, these motherfuckers, man, these motherfuckers, half of them are lying. Yeah. They they come from a background in dance. They come from gymnastics. They're not being up front about yeah. their their level of flexibility some are just contortionists it's like yeah. are you doing yoga or are you just a contortionist some some people your body can just move that way others can't because bodies are made differently so it throws everybody off man and it just puts them in the space you know how you said at the beginning you're like just go to the gym so you can feel good to get a sense of accomplishment how can i you know where do i derive my sense of accomplishment from in yoga yeah. if the people that are showing me what yoga is, is to put your legs behind your head. And if I can't do that, will I ever get that sense of accomplishment? Fuck no. So people don't think they're doing it properly. So that's where I think, you know, I don't ever want to be an influencer, Sonny. Well, I, think I don't ever want to be that. And, and as somebody who influences, I just want to just tell you what I know. Yeah. Even with the thing, like we were talking about the retreats, I think the like retreats in general just get a bad rap. Because everybody thinks that, oh, you have to go to an uh, ayahuasca mushroom retreat, all this kind of stuff. And like people like some people get, you know, intimidated by these kind of things. Like, do I have to go do that? Or are these people going to do that? I think 
you said that, you know, we don't need retreats. I think we don't need those kind of retreats all the time, but I think everybody needs yeah, a it's, retreat. It, you do, but it's 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 it should be you want to do it, not yeah. if it's a life or death situation. Yeah. Like a like that could be yeah. so different from one another. Like it doesn't even have to involve shrooms. How you said you could do that without shrooms. We can do it with shrooms. We can do it without shrooms. Without, but I'm but like I'm you saying you don't need those kind of things. But yeah, you don't you you don't have to go into it thinking that this is the answer. Yeah. But I think everybody needs a retreat in their life, like in, in, every year too. Like, oh yeah, in just year, to, just to go have just somewhere where you just you leave your regular life, and it doesn't have to be far. Some people like to go on a vacation. Yeah. Some people don't like going on a vacation, or they've already gone on one. Just somewhere for a couple of days where you get out of your headspace and just revamp yourself, rethink of like the things that you're doing currently, what you can change, and who's with you on that retreat. What are they there for too? So I think everybody should like leave once. Like every freaking year, you should be. You gotta go. You gotta go away to come back. Fresh your energy and see. And then once you leave, sometimes you find out what are the negative energies because you've left your regular lifestyle that you were doing on the regular, and now you're outside of it. Now you're looking at it like, hey, at this time I would have been doing this, 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 this. Okay, that's that. Well, it takes you out of the hamster wheel. Yeah. So I think that retreat kind of word gets thrown around in like these bad terms because everything gets everything gets thrown around. Yoga gets thrown around crazy. Retreats get thrown around. Yeah. Uh, the gym gets tossed around. Everybody's interpretation of these words is completely different. Yeah, it almost goes that way. How I was telling you, like now marketing has changed so much that marketing advertisement, like working in the industry, you see negative sells. So like if you have a title that says some positive shit, as a human, we love negativity. We're not going to click on something as as many people aren't going to click on it. There's still people that want to see positive shit in yeah. life. But when you see a negative connotation or negative titles or something related you really want to open it You're like well what does that mean like, you you know like, like, before my uh my facebook or not my facebook my instagram i remember in my bio i put from the depths of emotional hell with a story to tell i'm like because i like shit that rhymes yeah. right i'm like that's fucking cool people are gonna know i've been through some shit right and then i looked at it, i'm like but fuck, man, like, is that all I want people to think of? Yeah. Like, when they think of me, is like, this guy's been through some shit, and he's, like, fucking, he's, and, he, and he still kept his heart with him. I'm like, no. I, fuck, so I took that shit off. I'm like, no, it's not really. <laughs> I don't want to fucking, I, wanna, I don't want to spread the, the bad that has happened to me in order for you to, to, like, gain your, get your attention. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. That, that to me is like cheap. That's like, that's like parlor tricks, man. Uh, to me, like the vast majority of marketing is like black magic. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you, if you're with me on the black magic thing, so let's just think of like voodoo. Think of people who used to like put, have a voodoo dolls. That shit's real, man. Yeah. People with voodoo dolls and shit, putting hexes on you yeah. and shit. That shit's fucking bonkers, yeah. but it's out there for, to me, like the vast majority of marketing is black magic. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So. I used to be a general sales manager for a company in Calgary. I used to run these workshops for the sales staff. It was called Fijiji. The works the the acronym for the which is Fijiji stands for fear, um, uh, urgency, um, Jones, uh, importance, greed, and indifference. Now that acronym I used to teach to all the sales staff. Because I needed to teach them how to draw out uh, responses from the public to make a purchase. And that acronym, Fijiji, Fear of Loss, people, I'll go through it. 
and it, this is why I, you won't see me do this kind of shit with what when I'm promoting the work that I'm doing. I will never use that shit because I learned and I'm like, fuck, they're making me teach this to the sales staff. But I used to sell when I was selling cars. I never fucking did the tricks that they taught me. I didn't use the Jedi mind tricks. I would just be a good person. I fucking really cared about the people that I was with. I'd ask them. I got to know about them. I never pressured them on the sale. I never want their credit card. They say, oh, get their credit card. So before they get a so that they can go for a test drive. So you know that they're serious. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'll, I don't care. I'll spend fucking half an hour with you if you buy you buy if you don't you don't at least we had the chance to develop a relationship so i started learning all these things Fijiji was one of them the the f stands for fear of loss so people are always selling and they're always going to make you afraid that if you don't you're going to miss out on something so there's they they prey on that so they put it into their messaging and their marketing and they and and it's fucking ugly man it's just disgusting to me because it's like don't do that. You don't need to do that. You just need to present your product. Don't try to make them afraid that if they don't get what you're selling or buying, that they're going to miss out on something. Yeah. So you strike fear into them. That's not a good way of living your life, man. There's nothing prosperous or ethical about that. Um, the Then the next one is uh, you for urgency. So when I'm selling something, make it very urgent. You only have fucking 10 seconds left to fucking listen to our podcast. Otherwise, it's going to get locked in the vault and you're going to need to fucking pay for a premium subscription. Oh, fuck that shit, Sonny. Give it to fucking everybody for free, okay? If they like what, we, what we're saying, they like it. And if eventually sponsors come, sponsors come, then that's cool. Then let's just fucking do it uh, 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 down this path where we're not fucking trying to force people. Except for AG1. <laughs> <laughs> We 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 did that. We did do the AG one pretty good. Yeah, I I just know about it. (laughs) It's like I sound like I'm fucking trying to get sponsored by AG one. But like, okay, so then the next uh, in the acronym, so F U J Jones effect. How many people have tried this? You don't. People don't want to be the first, and they don't want to be the last. So they're always thinking about, okay, you know, let's just let's just use um, AG one. Oh, fucking Huberman uses it. Fucking they, everybody uses them. It's a good product, but everybody uses these tactics. Look at all the people that are using it. They use the Jones effect because people don't want to be the first to buy it and they don't want to be the last. So they don't want to be left out about from the trend. So it's like, oh, fucking now uh, look at how many people have bought it. McDonald's used that shit a long time ago. Over how many billions served? That was their only fucking gimmick, man. They'd be like, oh, all these motherfuckers are eating this fucking food, which should be actually is like fucking a version of crack. Then fucking, <laughs> oh, I must be good. So, okay, there you got the Jones effect. Okay, so what's after Jones? Importance. You importance in yourself. Oh, look at all, look at, look at my, I have this degree or I have this background. So you should listen to me because all these people have, so you should buy what I'm selling. So they're importance in themselves and the importance of the product. It's done so much. It's helped so many people, but they just they put too much sauce on it, right? They just oversell it. And then greed. So they try, you know, people are always, uh, even in the wellness industry, buy two get one free oh here's a, per, a discount black friday all this shit it's just like did you need that product or are you just getting it because you think you're getting a deal when if you're just getting a deal you're fucking going off the rails because you're not really thinking practically like if you actually need it or not and then lastly it's indifference so you should teach all this entire workshop you know where that workshop came from Okay, so my buddy who gave me this workshop to teach the sales staff, the owner's son, he of the company that I work for, he got it from an old company that he used to work for, and it was one of those charities, the door to doors, yeah, that get money for like UNICEF and World Vision, yeah. 
and they have the most gangster sales programs. They have like the Navy SEALs training programs. They teach you on how to get donations. They teach you like the Jedi mind tricks of when you go door to door, what to say to people to convince them to give you money. So they, he brought that in here, bro, we were fucking selling. I had to tap out of this business cause it wasn't really working. We're selling memberships that weren't fucking really doing fuck all. And like, I remember believing it at first, but after a while I was like, fuck, this is the dark side of the force, man. Yeah. All these sales tactics and these tricks. And, but so coming back to Fijiji lastly, indifference is the last um, impulse or, or the last uh, tactic, if you will, that you want to use. So you want to be indifferent when you're selling, which is actually what I use, Yeah. which is when I think about it, I'm like, I'm good if you don't buy and I'm good if you do buy. Yeah. And which is funny, if people adopted more of that kind of a mentality with the product or the service that you sell, you will actually get a lot farther. And people really resonate with that feeling that you give off when you are selling your product or your service from this space of indifference. Like, take it, not take it or leave it like an asshole. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't need your business. No, like, I'm going to present it to the best of my ability. I just want to present it. If you, if you, if, if it vibes with you, you can, you can try it out for yourself. If not, no big deal and leave it at that. You don't need all that other fear of loss, urgency. Tell me about a bajillion people that have tried it. And you know, you don't need to go through that whole fucking acronym to sell me this. That's my biggest issue because with uh, one of the biggest issues I have with the wellness industry, traditional and non-traditional is the way that, that they sell themselves and the way that they've taught other people to sell. I've come on the other end of it because that shit sickened me. And I was like, I never want to do this shit again. It was sucking up my soul. And I was a part of the company. And I remember I'm like, I was kind of locked into it because I was the general sales manager. And I was just like, fuck, it's like my own, it's my job right now. I got to kind of got to be here. I left my other job to be here. And, uh, I don't want to be doing this. It's like Wolf of Wall Street shit. Yeah. You know, calling people up on the phone. Bro, I, you know what we used to do, man? We used to have like training. So I, there was like 40, I had a 40 sales staff in four cities. I'd go travel around to different cities. And this is how Vic would train the sales staff. Vic would put, go on and be like, oh, bring me a list of phone numbers. And the staff would bring me a list of phone numbers. And I'd put them in a room and I'd put them on speaker and I'd go I'm, dial any number. They dial the number and I'd go and I'd talk to somebody and I would sell them a $300 membership to a service that they had no idea existed before I called them within half an hour. And they, and then the, and I'm like, that's your training. And I felt, and I felt proud and I was just like, fuck. And that's why I was a sales manager. Cause I was very good at it. I was very good at going on the phones and connecting with people with how they taught me. Cause I, at first I fucking believed in the product. If I believe in something, I don't, I'll fucking sell it, man. I'll sell it. Like you wouldn't believe. But then after a while, uh, my heart's starting going out of it. I'm like, man, this isn't doing what I thought it was going to do for the people. And then I started having to teach them workshops. And then I was just like, even, you know, what was fucked up. Even when my heart wasn't in it, how easily I could sell. Yeah. How easy it was for me to just be like, go through the whole fucking spiel, my presentation and like give them a little bit of charisma and then boom, they buy. And then I'm just like, holy fuck, man. That experience was so beneficial for me because it showed me 
the entire it it showed me one of the biggest problems if you will with the wellness industry it's that how many of them are actually experts in their field and how many of them are actually just sales professionals and the ones that are sales professionals are so good at it so good at selling you what they want you to buy that you completely disregard whether or not it's even working for you but that's what sales are right like it's it's a type of art like sales it has a bad side and it, it has a good it, not it to say it has a good side it too. definitely you need you need to be able to present yeah like you need you to be a product yeah and you, you, sell you have product. to be proud about it. Yeah. Like if it is a good product and you're actually like benefiting people of getting it there, you yeah. still have to sell that product. Right. Yeah. So I think there's an art to all those things. Like you have to like the Wolf of Wall Street when the guy's like, here's a pen, sell this to me. Yeah. The first guy couldn't do it, but then he gave it to that other dude, the, yeah, the yeah. juice must supply and demand. And then boom. Yeah. Like that's how quick. Well, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, go around, take, write my number down. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't. You can't. Yeah. You don't got a pen. There's an art to selling. There is a. There, it's a big thing. Like, yeah, you know, we now we're seeing the push of the negative side in products because there's just so many fucking products now. Back in the day, there wasn't as many products. So sales and advertisement was looked at like such a big thing. Like, oh my God, like if it's sold on there or it's on this news thing or it's on this channel, like we have to buy that product. Whereas now it's just everywhere. Like sales is just everywhere. So we see a lot of the negative stuff, but there's so much stuff that still has like the positive side. Yeah. Things that we actually fucking- I'm just going to Fijiji fucking water. I'm gonna put GG water, sleep, sunlight. Yeah. If you don't get on the sun, you will die, Sunny. Yeah. Your mind is and gonna decay. Yeah. I started like now making these uh kind of workout videos of us yeah. working out. Yeah. Just to showcase, like, yeah, we talk about this stuff that we're doing, right? But really again, we're almost like I need you to do that. I'm yeah. We're selling something almost yeah. way without selling it that hey, this is what we're doing. I and but nobody gets to see it. Yeah. And what are they putting behind that? Like what is the work ethic? How is it like sh like and, together? And and so like the anger I had towards like the sales industry came from previous experiences and seeing a lot of people do it. But I just had to balance my perspective and I think over the past couple of years, I've been able to neutralize that and get away from it. Even now talking about it, I was a little bit angry. I was like, fuck these guys. <laughs> but 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 they they just put a sour taste in my mouth because I'm like, you don't have to do you don't have to be this way. I'm like, fucking people that I remember working with people on the sales floor that I was selling cars with at Ford that had more camaraderie and a sense of uh like they had a sense of camaraderie of like of 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 teamwork more so than I see in like the wellness industries with these like with these spiritual experts and these people who are like all about being a part wanting to build community it's like no you're the you're anti-community because you're you're on a solo journey masquerading as you wanting to build community and that put uh, put a sour taste in my mouth because I just started seeing more of it but I think that was life's way of showing me that I couldn't just neglect this part of the world too yeah. and it doesn't have to be where I keep my focus and with what we're doing yeah i'm gonna you'll you'll see me market or sell myself but like it'll only be with things that i have the utmost respect for that i believe are gonna work and steer away from what i feel is going to just be a lot of background noise you know it's like people could sell you something that's here today and then gone tomorrow but what's gonna stay is like what can you can you just 
can can if 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 we just stay in this lane i realize too you know as as i'm talking all that i don't really necessarily have to even look or notice or care about that anymore but i'm not gonna lie that shit did bother me for years and it bothered me in mental health it bothered me in the yoga world it bothered me in all the areas that i kind of put myself in um and i would see the good and i saw the bad bad fucking pissed me off and sometimes i couldn't explain it or articulate it i just knew what was good and what was bad what was right what was wrong there is a fine line, man, of what is right or wrong. It's not a fucking gray area. Like people say, oh, there's a there's a gray area. There no, there's no fucking gray area when it comes to people's well-being. Yeah. It's the right way of doing it. There's a wrong way of doing it. The right way is just like present what you have, trust in what you have. Make sure that you've done it yourself. Yeah. Don't go fucking blindly selling shit if you haven't done it. Trust in what you have. See the results for yourself, especially when it comes to wellness do some more research on it gain other people's perspective so you don't just have a narrow view on its effects and how it can help you like you actually just broaden your perspective then speak up about it and then tell the whole world that's that is what i love to see what i don't want to see anymore of which i don't it doesn't matter what i want to do what i'm going to continue to do what we just talked about you know i'm going to just share with what i think is ethical but you know what in terms of what's right and wrong what's wrong is to make people is to sell by making them afraid that if they don't they're going to continue to suffer so people will always sell in wellness by starting with the pain points first i don't give a fuck what people say they're like but that's the only way that they're gonna understand it's like shut up man can you just inspire them can you just work a little bit harder to inspire them and know your product in and out, know your service and just say, this is what the benefits are going to be rather than leading off with, are you feeling like a sack of shit today? <laughs> Do you feel like your life isn't going anywhere? Do you feel like you're a fuck up all the time? We'll try this new pill. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to fucking lead in with by trying to fucking strike fear into the hearts of the people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good episode. Today. Yeah, yeah. Lead with love. Lead with love. Straight Lead with love. Hit the fucking gym. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the gym. Hit the fucking gym. Let's just have like a thousand podcasts where we say it a fucking thousand different ways. Yeah. Go to the gym. Go to the gym. We're just gonna subliminally get it in people's heads that gym, 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 gym. That's the other thing with that creating those videos. Like I would want people to be able to see that we're you know doing what we preach. Yeah, you know, remember? I think that was like one of our practice first what episodes. we preach. Practice what you preach. It was like one of our first episodes, and at that time, I wasn't as hard. You weren't doing shit, now. Sonny. So now at least, I, you know, I can preach. You it can all. talk about it now. And I'm showing it. Yeah, like I respect that about you now too. too like yeah, in the background, like hey, gym wise, or you know, going for walks. We'll go ahead and you come, come to yoga, or like with the water we're drinking, the bone broth, yeah. or like take the vitamins. Yeah. yeah, we'll start showing people. I'm glad you um, you're around. Otherwise, I'd never get around to fucking yeah. making the video. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep telling people they're like fuck. You just the first one I made. You didn't. You didn't even know I was making the video. Like you did it so quick. I just keep it kind of all. You do your thing, man. When people like get bugged out, you know, some people bring all those like little camera stands, and then like it's in the way, and people yeah, they're making a video. I won't work out next to them. Yeah, I'm just not used to. I I guess I'll get used to. I'm just not used to it. I see people that do it. They're really used to it. 
um i'm not used to that's it. why i kind of started like this where it's like not in our face that yeah we're doing it it just my water bottle sitting there but the camera is next to the water bottle yeah. recording so nobody really knows yeah and then eventually we can get to a point where like you know we can showcase like more kind of workouts and yeah promote little things that we're seeing that have helped us yeah all right i like yeah. that Peace.